Hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Kelly, and welcome to The Millennial Minimalists. We are two Canadian millennials and minimalists on a mission to live more with less. And together, our goal is to inspire you to design a simpler, more intentional life. Hi everyone, today we are talking about how to pare down the possessions in your life, especially when it comes to removing excess items in your homes. We begin by sharing stories about how we have each simplified the rooms in our homes, and we provide tips to help you keep your spaces clear of excess, including a list of suggestive household items to declutter and strategies to help you get clear on your most essential items. We also share a powerful exercise that works to challenge you to uncover your basic needs and reflect on the extra possessions in your spaces that you may no longer love or use. Plus, we discuss the sometimes gray area between our wants and our needs and how being mindful of persuasive marketing can help us reject misleading want items that are marked as needs. Be inspired to remove the possessions in your life that may be weighing you down and together let's find the joy in owning less. So this is going to be a fun one, Lauren. Today, we're talking about how to pare down the things in your everyday and especially in your home that you don't use or love. It's actually been some time since we've done an episode specifically focused on paring down the physical things in our lives. And I know that it's an area of minimalism that especially interests our listeners. And so I'm hopeful that our discussion today is super helpful. So to start off, I thought I would begin with a little story. Okay, so the other day I was moving around my apartment, listening to a podcast, as I usually do, uh, just kind of taking a work break, cleaning around my place now that I work from home. And I started thinking about how much my space has transformed over the years, which you know, Lauren, in terms of having way less stuff in every room. And I started to think about the first day I moved into my space, which by the way, is kind of a... I would say it's like a mid-sized studio space. Uh, And now that's like six years ago that I moved in. And how much my mindset then was so different than it is today. Back then, I thought I needed so many things when I moved in, in each room in this space. And when I first moved in, I filled it with clutter. Every single room, like I thought about my parents' house and everything my mom has in the bedroom, the living room, the kitchen, the bathroom. I thought, okay, well, I need all that stuff. And now when I look around, I have way less stuff, which is so nice. And I honestly can say that I feel like I have everything I need, which is a great feeling. And, you know, obviously it takes maintenance and we'll get into that later, but it's really nice to know that you don't have excess things weighing you down. And and I should note that we get a lot of listeners asking us on social media about how to declutter the things in their homes, as well as where to begin when it comes to moving to a new spot and how to approach furnishing and decorating with a minimalist mindset. We had a few questions. Oh, you know, I'm moving into a new space, but I don't want to buy all this stuff I don't need. I want to be really intentional when I fill my space and, you know, how do I get started kind of thing. And for me, I think that if we can all step back and think about our spaces as bare templates or clean slates and go room by room thinking about what adds value and what doesn't, we can start to see the things that are obviously collecting dust or that no longer serve us and that we no longer love. 
anyways, these are some of the ideas that have really inspired this episode. And actually, Lauren, you shared a quick story on a walk with me earlier this week about how during lockdown, you know, we were one-to-one, we were able to see one person and you would see my space only for months. And now that things are opening up, you're seeing other friends' homes and you're being reminded about how much stuff other people own because our places are so minimal. It's not realistic. So I'm just, do you remember that, Laura? It was so funny. Yeah, it's so um, funny. Cause yeah, I only really saw Kelly. And as you know, now that I'm like seeing other friends now and the restrictions are being lifted and I even, I do real estate. So I see other people's places too. And I'm like baffled at how much stuff they have shoved in every crevice and corner and drawer. And I I guess I just wasn't as used to it. Like obviously I still go home to my parents, but it is, it's crazy how much stuff people have. Like it's not necessarily ugly or or bad. I I just don't know how they function or like clean. Like I'm like, I can't imagine how long this would take to dust and like organize or put away. But another thing, when you're saying when you moved into your place, you got so much stuff. I moved into my place. It'll actually be five years in August. And I had a blueprint. Like, this is how crazy I am of everything I would put in every drawer and every cupboard. And I had a place for everything. And I knew exactly what I needed. And I would have my cups here and my plates here and my utensils here. And I I just wanted my home to run so efficiently and be so simplified so that I could live my life and not have to worry about it. So I just took that initial time and put that in. And I I just, I knew what I needed. I knew where I was going to put it. I took a picture of the cupboards and everything before I got possession. And it did not take me very long to move in. And it was perfect very quickly. So I think a lot of times where you, like we'll go to like Ikea or a store or something and it's like, here's all this stuff you need for your bathroom. You should look at your bathroom and be like, what do I need for my bathroom? Mm. So I think that's the biggest mistake that other people make, but you don't have to make a blueprint like I did, but sometimes it could help. No, that's a really, really good idea. And you had lived with a few girls before you moved to your own place, right? So how is that? How was it living with roommates? Did you find it kind of challenging being a minimalist? So we had our common areas, which we kind of were just like the couches in the kitchen. This is so funny. I just have to tell this because it's so funny. The first time I viewed the place with this girl, Jessica, who I lived with, I remember opening up the cupboards and there was a big box of expired like cornflakes or frosted flakes. And I looked at that and I'm like, I can't live here. I can't live in this mess. Um, but no, I, I moved in and I they kind of kept their stuff to their rooms. So it didn't really bother me. But I guess maybe the kitchen was a little more cluttered than I liked. But I always had my own shelves and cupboards that I would keep simplified. Mm-hmm. And I kept my room really simplified. So if you're sharing areas with people, just kind of keep your own space exactly how you want it. But it, it, I definitely enjoy it on my own better. I'm sure I'm going to have to eventually live with the guys. So yeah, go back to not having everything exactly how I want it. But right now I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. You definitely have to compromise. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, they live with someone else. And so again, it, it, it makes it more challenging for sure. But, uh, but yeah, you know, something that I did is I started to think about my place, even though I've been here for six years, started to think about, okay, just pretend this place is again, a clean slate, a template, just pretend it's completely empty and go through room by room and think about 
what areas have excess in them? So I, I started to think about now that my place is kind of at the stage where I'm really happy with it and I feel like I have everything that I need. And, you know, the only area that I still need to clutter is really my digital stuff. But everything is basically the essentials. I always say that my place is the perfect Airbnb <laughs> because it's like you could just walk in and it's kind of turnkey. And my dad always says like, keep your place so that it's ready for company at all times. So I try to do that. And uh, I, so what I did is I, I went room by room the other day and I started to think about what areas in my home did I remove the excess? So I actually started with my bathroom and I thought about, Oh yeah. Remember when I had so many toiletries, so much excess makeup, you know, you know, when you, in your shower, you, you, you buy a new conditioner and you use it once and you didn't really like it, but it just stays in your shower because you're like, Oh, maybe one day, but then a year goes by and it's still sitting in your shower. Like things like that. I mean, maybe not for you, Lauren, but for me, <laughs> that would happen to me. And so I started to realize, okay, I don't need these items. Many of these items I actually gave to my mother, which was really, really helpful because she, she could use them. Uh, so I started going through my makeup bag, for example. I started realizing, wow, like I found so many half used or unused samples from Sephora and, you know, uh, I don't know, like an eyeliner that is almost gone or, or gone completely, but it's just been sitting in my makeup bag. Like it was just very intent, unintentional. And uh, so I started removing all those items and I've really simplified my makeup routine. I don't think we've ever spoken about our makeup routine. We've kind of touched on our skin routines, uh, which we've really, really simplified uh, as well. But when it comes to toiletry items, I think a lot of us, we have so many items under our sink or above our sink if you have one of those mirror cupboards or whatever. I've always medicine wanted one cabinets, of those. Yeah. Pardon? I think they're called medicine cabinets. Yeah, like a medicine yeah. cabinet where you can hide everything in there. Just make sure the things that you're hiding, you actually use. So I, I actually had a lot of I know this sounds really lame, but a lot of fun going through under my sink. I remember when I was removing the excess and removing all those items. Like I remember I had a massive hairspray where I'm like, oh, I, how often do I use this? Once a year, maybe. Why am I keeping this under my bathroom sink when I only use it once a year, right? You don't need, and I would also sometimes buy things in bulk, but I'd only need one of them and they would sit there and collect dust. And I don't like that either. Sometimes you don't need to buy things in bulk, even though they're cheaper. It's like the cost of storing, Lauren. I know you think like this, right? Yeah. And my mom said too, she buys so much stuff in bulk and then the food goes bad. So you're not actually saving money. I agree. You're actually wasting product <laughs> if you're not using it, right? Uh, a second area, uh, is, so I keep all of my cleaning supplies in my little laundry room, uh, my tiny little laundry room. Basically, there's a door and a, a washer and dryer, and I keep it above it. And I remember I used to have so many products, like just, I probably had, I don't know, 10 to 12, 15 prop bottles because that's what my mom had. And so she had a bottle for everything. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's an eco-friendly all-purpose cleaner that just replaced seven of these bottles, you know? So, so now I've got it down to, actually, I, I think I have, I have two, no, I have two, I have two bottles. I have like a toilet cleaner and then I have like an all-purpose cleaner and that's all I need. I know, I know you only have like one, right? Yeah. I, I just have like an all purpose cleaner. Some people have a different cleaner for everything. You don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. So that's something to think about. Definitely go through those products and you know, 
of water and soap goes a long way. And it's something I love to tell people, you know, we don't need all these things. You know, a lot of these products didn't even exist 20 years ago. Although I'm very, very thankful for, you know, these eco-friendly uh, all-purpose cleaners because I remember growing up and I still hate this today. It's one of my biggest pet peeves when someone buys Windex and just Windexes counters and windows. I just, oh, it's just chemical city. I just, no, don't do it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just, it's so bad. And so whenever someone does that around me, I'm like, I, I basically run away. I, I hate the smell. It's, it's just, it's awful stuff. So anyways, get that. If you have that in your cupboard, get rid of it. There are all purpose cleaners out there that can do the exact same thing. I was shocked. I was like, no, you need Windex. At first I was like, no, I think you need Windex because you know, my mom always used it. And then you start to find these natural cleaners that can actually clean mirrors as well, just as good. So it's amazing. So the next area is furniture. I was thinking, oh, I actually had a couple like side tables and uh, I, I don't think you've ever seen it, Lauren, but I, I had more furniture in my place when I first moved in. And it's because I thought, oh, well, I need extra seating for more people who come over. But realistically, I don't have a lot of people come over. And if I do, I can always pull up a chair. I have chairs at my high top table. So that works good enough. So I realized I, I didn't need as much furniture. So if you have furniture in your home that is not being used, just sitting there, unless it, it's the aesthetic that you like, get rid of it, remove it. And it's so funny how even just moving a chair or moving a piece of furniture can really open up a room or brighten it up. It's amazing how much it can change it, eh, Lauren? Yeah, it's crazy. Or even just taking a piece out. Like my mom redid the deck the other day and she's just got like 20 planners and like all this furniture and the throw rug. And every time I looked over at her, she was putting lights in the planners and lights <laughs> on the, and I'm like, mom, like, it looks nice. Like, why do you keep adding to it? So I think things look better when there's less, like you can really get to focus on each piece and your eye gets drawn towards the individual pieces when there's so much stuff, it just takes away from the room. And people these days spend so much money on like stainless steel appliances and like finishes. I'm just saying this because I sell real estate and have to say it all the time. And then they just fill them up with stuff. They fill their fridge with magnets and their countertops with appliances. It's like you spend so much money on these finishes and then you just hide them. So like there's a lot of like the structure of a room that can be part of the decor or ambiance of it. Definitely. It's, it's funny. So some people love having pictures on their fridge and if you love it, adds value to you, keep it. For, for me, when I originally moved in, I filled my fridge with magnets because I have a mom that loves that. And so I thought that's what you do. And then I saw your house, Lauren, and you had nothing on there. And I was like, that looks really nice. And so I got rid of everything. And I instead just framed a couple pictures instead. So you don't need all that stuff. You don't need all that stuff. I, I honestly still, when I go home, I'll open the fridge and a magnet falls off every time. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's, <so annoying>. <laughs> it's funny. So now got rid of all the magnets, other things I did. I decluttered my books. You know, I had university books and I remember giving them to UFT university of Toronto here. They were so incredibly thankful for all those books. And, uh, one thing I, one thing I do want to do though, when I move into my next place is I want to buy some of my 
favorite books. And I know we've, we've interviewed a few authors uh, on the pod and, and read a few incredible books on minimalism and simple living. And I actually am thinking of buying a few and actually highlighting them. So having a little bookshelf. So that to me brings me value. And so uh, I do, I, I, I should say that I do miss having a few books because like, I got rid of everything. <laughs> But again, it was an intentional purge. Most of those books I never looked at. I, I hadn't looked in those books for 10 years. They just kind of sat there and looked pretty. But if you're never going to use them, like it's, it's not worth it. So, so that was an area of books. I think another area that people struggle with are papers. I had excess papers in my place. And now that everything's online and in you know, you can do most things through your phone. You don't need all that stuff anymore. And what I did is if I needed those papers, I would take pictures of them. I also have a little white binder that houses all those little important papers that you actually have to keep as paper. Lauren, you know, those things, the, those special pieces that you do need. So that's really simplified things for me. And um, so other areas in my home, junk drawers. So I don't know if your mom has a junk drawer, Lauren, beside her bed, but my mom and dad do. Oh, house is a junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I hope she doesn't hear this. No, my mom doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. Okay. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I still am explaining what a podcast is to my parents. They listen, but they still don't understand it. It's just so funny. But my mom has always had a junk drawer beside her bed full of items. So when I got a little drawer beside my bed, I said, Oh, I got to fill it with this and this and this and this and this. And then I went through it all one day. And now I only have lip chap, earplugs, and a pillow spray. That's it. Just oh, like wow. three things that I would actually use in the middle of, you know, sleeping. So Wait, where, where is your, it's your, besides your yeah. bed? The yeah. little drawer? Because everyone drawer. has a little junk drawer. I feel like in my condo, I wouldn't even have room for a drunk or a junk drawer. A drunk drawer. <laughs> a drunk drawer. That's probably what it is. People just throw stuff in there when they're drunk. But, um, <laughs> I just have my miscellaneous box that I keep stuff like a passport and spare keys and my business receipts. So I don't really have a drawer. I just shove stuff in. No, that's good. That's because everything in your place has a place, Lauren. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Every, everything in your place has a home. <laughs> So other things I, I, I found, empty boxes. I found a few empty boxes. You know when you buy you know, new Apple products or any product, you kind of keep the box in case you want to sell it. So I'd always have like these just-in-case boxes. And then I started realizing, no, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. So I recycled those. And uh, I think the last area I, I want to touch on is the kitchen. Oh, well, oh, sorry, clothes, first of all. Clothes and shoes. We've gone into it before. I've decluttered my closet big time. We've mastered it now with our closet kit. Super exciting. And I also had a lot of shoes that I wasn't wearing. So I got rid of those. You know, I've learned that your closet is not a storage space. Do not make it a storage space. Like try to wear everything in your closet. And again, that's what our closet kit really helps you do. And um, so now I want to talk about the kitchen. When I first moved in, Lauren, I basically tried to replicate my mom's kitchen. I was like, oh, I need this appliance and this appliance and this appliance. Like I need everything. Even though I rarely bake, my mom has all these, you know, mixers and bowls and all these things. And so I got all these exciting things and I realized, and I had double of everything. I had 10 bowls, mixing bowls, like all these things that I don't need, extra pots and pans and 
anyways, everything has been decluttered now. I also had like funny mugs and jars that just sat there and collected dust. And now I actually, I get excited to line up my cups nicely in the cupboard. Like, cause I never, I'll never forget it, Lauren. You're like, oh yeah, you can go in my cupboard and grab a glass. And I grabbed a glass first time I opened your cupboard and I was like, wow, I feel like I'm in a hotel. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love that look that like perfect like glass lined up and you just open it and it's just everything's in its place and it's beautiful and symmetrical I know I'm a little bit OCD with stuff like this but I I like the aesthetic and function of things and when you just own a few glasses you keep them clean and put away and then your place stays manageable yeah and also uh, Tupperware I remember you had glass products. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. So I got rid of all my plastic. I'm now glass only. And it feels really, really nice. You know, you don't have that. We've talked about it many times. We open our parents' Tupperware cupboard and everything flies out. (laughs) Still today, it still flies out. And my mom's very like, don't take that home. It's mine. And I was thinking, mom, trust me, I don't want your plastic Tupperware. I will be returning it. I feel like it's like a safety hazard at my house. That's not for work cover. <laughs> you need a lock in it. My mom's a babysitter. She has a lock on like every cupboard. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no, uh, back to your, your note about, uh, you know, those old cornflakes in the cupboard. That is something else. I mean, a lot of us, we have these pantries. I mean, I don't have a pantry, but my parents have a pantry and it's very easy for things to just expire because you keep buying more and the things get pushed back. But it's, I highly recommend going through your pantry, spending time to go through all the products that are expired. And again, also look at those products before you donate cans. That's also something to think about. You know, I I volunteered recently uh, putting together some food and, and I realized like a lot of these products were expire. And I was like, I don't want to give expired products to people. Like that's not okay. So check these products also for your own health and safety. You don't want to get sick. I don't know if you've ever had food poisoning, Lauren, have you? I don't think so. I've had the stomach flu. I don't think I've had food poisoning though. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. I've actually had a few friends in my life who really, they're like, yeah, I've had it a few times. Like really? That's crazy. Anyway. So be mindful about the foods in your pantry. Also, yeah, like create a list. I have this really cool app on my phone, by the way. I highly recommend everybody get it. It's called AnyList, A-N-Y list. And it's great. I put in all of my grocery items and, you know, even when I'm going home for the weekend, I put a list of items that I need to pack. And it's just like a way to organize and be intentional when you go out and shop and And yeah, so those are basically the main areas in my home that I went through and I realized, oh yeah, I removed the excess in all these areas. And I think that'll be really helpful for other people to think about. But uh, I I checked out becomingminimalist.com. That is thought leader Joshua Becker's blog. And he has a little blog post titled 101 things that can be reduced in your home, 101. So I'm going to include the link in our show notes. It's super, super helpful. He lists 101 items that to think about, you know, this might be an area of excess. It was super helpful. Uh, I actually found it after I created my own list and I thought, I thought, wow, like I never thought about that, you know, like excess uh, batteries, you know what I mean? Like batteries that are just, that are used and they're just kind of sitting there, like things that we just don't think about 
And uh, so he covers all the bases in that, uh, in that article. So I highly recommend it, but, but Lauren, I'm curious about your space. Tell me, I mean, I feel like it's perfected. So tell me about what you've done and maybe some challenges along the way. So my biggest thing, I guess, starting with the living room, I always say this to people when I'm trying to help my mom or like help anyone who's looking to simplify their life is to ask yourself, like, what function are you looking to carry out in that room? And I also, just as an example for the living room, I normally just read, sometimes I'll watch Netflix, but between those two things, like how much do you need to carry out those two functions besides a couch and a television? Like I have a toss blanket and an ottoman and an area rug um, and a TV stand and some decor. But besides that, I feel like people just fill up rooms with all of this stuff that they don't even need in that room. So my biggest thing is just, if you're, when you're going room to room, ask yourself what you actually need in that room to carry out the function that the room is meant to be used for. And same with dining. Like I only have a kitchen table with four chairs and some decor. That's it. A lot of times I'm sure your parents are like this. I, do you ever go home and the kitchen table is just piled high with stuff? Oh, every time. Do you want to know what every I time. do? Oh, <laughs> uh, we don't even need it at the kitchen table because of <laughs> Like my dad will make himself like a little designated area. Why <laughs> I'm like this though is because of how I grew up. I know. Why? What? What do you do with the your parents? Oh, kitchen? my mom will have piles. She'll do piles, wow. like they'll organize piles, but they're all over the kitchen table. And my dad's like, "Be careful when you move that stuff. Be careful because you don't want to ruin." Oh, you get yelled at, yeah. Oh yeah, so I put the not to touch anything. Yeah, so I put each pile. I'll find a little box and I'll put each pile in the box. Just lay them on top of each other nicely, and then I'll move it to the side. And mom's like, "Okay, thank you. I'll deal with it later." She always says, but it's just like. Why? Why just and some people just like to spread out, I guess. But yeah, they do. And look at what's going on your kitchen table. Like how like I'm sure it's partially paper clutter. Um, there's little things you can do like right when you get the mail, go through it immediately and get rid of the recycling stuff. And then I kind of put the rest in my bag that I need to deal with, whether it's like bills or getting back to someone like separated immediately. Like your kitchen table should not be a drop zone for things. Um, so again, just my kitchen is just my dining room and chairs. Uh, my bathroom, you don't have, people do not have to take these tips cause I'm a little bit extreme with stuff. Um, I don't keep anything in my shower. So it's like a model home. <laughs> my shower is always empty underneath my sink in my bathroom. I keep my shampoo and conditioner, my body wash and moisturizer, my face wash and moisturizer, and then my toothbrush, toothpaste and floss. And then when I shower, I just bring in the shower what I need. And then I put it back under my sink. And it, it really makes you realize all the stuff that you never use in the shower. Wow. That's smart. It is. Yeah. And I never buy more than those products. So like I said, Shampoo and conditioner, body wash and moisturizer, face wash and moisturizer. There's nothing else. And a razor. And it's easier um, to clean your shower. It's, it takes me a few minutes. I love it. And it doesn't get as much buildup with like mildew and stuff because there's not, not stuff sitting around it. 
it just looks like very beautiful and clean and fresh. I, I just like the look. You must have to, you must have to uh, dry it. I do dry it before I put it under. Um, Marie Kondo does this as well. She always removes her shampoo and conditioner and stuff from her shower. So if you want to, it's a great tip and it'll really show you how to narrow down the products that you own. Like if I'm just doing a body shower, I just need my body wash and my face wash. It, it's two products. So it, it just makes you very aware of what you need. Um, and my biggest thing for products, my biggest advice, two things. Number one, be consistent with your routine. Like cleanse and moisturize your face, do your makeup the same every day. You can have a couple of lipsticks or eyeshadow shades, but like your foundation should be pretty consistent on a day-to-day basis. Just things like that. Once you're consistent with it, you'll need the, you'll know the products that you need and you won't need more than what you need on a daily basis. And another rule I have for myself is before I'm allowed to try a new product, I have to finish the one that I have because I'm the worst for this. I'm like, Kelly, we live in this world where it's like, oh, I got to try that hydrating mask and I got to try that under eye cream and I got to try this. And I'm like, okay, you can try that when the one you have is done. And then I'm like, okay. And I, I, I continue to use it until it's done and then I can try a new product. Otherwise, you'll, you'll just get overwhelmed and you'll have so many types of conditioners and foundations and perfumes. And I only have one ball of perfume I wear if I want to change scents, I have to finish the one I have. So that is my two biggest tips for really keeping um, your products down to a minimum. Be consistent with what you have on a daily basis and use what you have before you buy new ones. I'm trying to think for my other rooms, my bedroom, just a bed and side tables. I keep my jewelry and my silk pillowcase in the drawers. And underneath my bed, I do have drawers. I, I have storage. So I keep my shoes, my workout equipment, a beach towel and a hat, and then my products. So that's like my makeup, my deodorant, sunscreen, things like that. And then my closet, I just have my few outfits I wear on rotation and some accessories. And the dividers now. My dividers, which I love so much. They make me so happy. (laughs) And the last thing, the kitchen. I understand like the kitchen can get super cluttered. And like you were saying, Kelly, like there's so many things. A lot of times when we're cooking, it's like, oh, I need this electronic to make this. You probably don't. Like you can probably just use a spoon or your hands or something that you already own. There's actually a book that talks about losing weight just from cooking because you're like mixing stuff and like you. <laughs> but it's funny. Like we don't even realize how lazy we're being by buying all these mixers and or like stuff we could put stuff in the oven, but we're like buying all these different appliances. So just try to be creative and use what you already have. And another thing I do with my meals so that I, I don't waste food is I, I have my meals. I mean, I do intermittent fasting, so I just eat lunch and dinner, but I have my stuff I eat for lunch and for dinner. And I just kind of make those meals on rotation. So I don't always have random ingredients that are going bad. So when I go to the grocery store, I'm like, okay, this is the stuff I'm going to have for lunch this week. And this is the stuff I'm going to have for dinner. I buy those ingredients and use them that week. So, so smart. It is really smart. And I, I'm a... I can see in my fridge, like there's not very much stuff in my fridge and cupboard. I can see what I need to use. So it is a little different if you're living with other people, but we're all really bad with food waste. Yeah, no, I know we we need to be more mindful about uh, 
what we're buying and make sure that we eat it that week, right? I always think, oh, am I eating out this week? Okay, I'm you know this day, this day, then I'm only gonna go get X number of items. You also save money too. And again, you won't have rotten stuff in your fridge, which is yeah. never fun. A uh, couple things, Lauren, when it comes to your toiletries and your routine, I mean, mm-hmm. I always think of men. You know, it's so simple for men. My dad's so funny. Like he has been using a green body lotion cream on his face his entire life. <laughs> it's so funny. And he, anytime someone talks about skincare, oh, he just goes off. He's like, yep, I have the best product in the world. I've used it for <laughs> 35 years. And my dad looks really young. My dad is 70. He doesn't have one gray wow. hair, not one gray hair, full That's head of brown amazing. hair. Pardon? He does look amazing. Oh my God, it goes to show you like how unnecessary our beauty regimes are. I know, and his skin is so good. And I'm thinking, he's like, oh, yep, it's the green cream. I was like, dad, oh, not the green cream. <laughs> green cream. <laughs> it's awful. My mom hates it so much. <laughs> but anyways, I always say, think of men. A lot of men, it's simply moisturizer every day. Like they don't do much. And I feel like less is so much more. I feel like the less stuff we put on the face, the better we're off. Like I, you know, me, for me, like my skin was clear my whole life until I hit 27 or something. And I started breaking that like crazy. And so I've, I've been dealing with acne over the years. And honestly, you, you want to know what I've been doing lately, Lauren? I went back to the products I was using when I was in university and never had a skin problem. And yeah. my skin has been so much better. It's amazing. Like, uh, so I use, I use an SPF moisturizer and I use Sukin to, it's a, it's a brand, it's a natural brand for cleansing and moisturizing. And it's an Australian brand, but they sell it here and they sell it in the States as well. Anyways, and it's so cheap. And it's very minimal. It's all like, you can actually get it at Bulk Barn. I was shocked. I was like, wow, you can buy this product at Bulk Barn, this organic product. It's great. And it's like 10 bucks. Like it's so reasonable. So anyways, like I, and I had so many products under my sink. I had so many and now I've gotten it down to the essentials. And, uh, our new friend, uh, our new friend, Laura, she, uh, she, she has these beautiful, bamboo sectionals. So, so I'm a little inspired now. It's something I am intentionally going to buy. They're so beautiful. It just houses, you know, the cleanser, the moisturizer, the makeup remover. Oh, I got little things to divide my products too. Maybe yeah. they might be different from hers. <laughs> yeah, no, they're so nice and they're bamboo. It's so pretty. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to get them. They're, they're really cute. And uh, it's just easy. So I, I have everything. I only... I only, I don't have a medicine cabinet. I just have the cupboard under my sink. So I would just pull it out every morning when I need it, which is great. I do have my toothpaste and my toothbrush sitting on top of my counter. And I think I might change that one day, although it's plugged into the wall. So I kind of like it there, but my bathroom is, it's one bathroom in my place. So people use my bathroom. Sometimes you don't really want your toothbrush showcased every time someone goes in there, you know, Lauren? That's why I keep all mine put away. Yeah, that's so smart. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna try that and see how it works for me. But uh, but anyways, I I want to share a, a, a couple um, blogs that I read recently. So one was on lifehack.org by writer Allison Renner, and the blog is titled "10 Things You Need to Discard to Downsize Your Life Space." And she goes through a list of ten things, and a couple of things that stood out for me. She says. 
decorative knickknacks. You know, a lot of us have those decorative pieces that are just collecting dust. Unused furniture, as we talked about. Uh, things bought in bulk, which we touched on. Kitchen gadgets. She talks about CDs and DVDs, those things that we no longer use these days. It's so sad. Keepsake items from the past. And, you know, when she, when she mentioned this, I was like, oh yeah, you know, going back to my parents' house, I have three little bins in my closet and one box full of a little like clothes, extra clothes, very tiny box. And mom was like, how did you fit everything in there? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, extra stuff that I store in my parents' uh, closet and uh, about three bins from my high school work, Lauren, and my university work, because I, I, I'm an artist. And so I have a lot of, a lot of creative things that I created that I don't want to throw out, but I actually went through all those items and I recycled all of these assignments that I no longer needed. I only just kept my favorites. And uh, so I went through my childhood stuff. And so I'm curious, do you have any childhood stuff, Lauren, did, like from your university days that you've kept or did you get rid of it all? I have two boxes at my parents. Like I have my favorite book from undergrad, Paradise Lost, and like my degree and just stuff I obviously I'm not going to throw at. Yeah. My mom has kept a lot of my stuff as a kid that I don't really care for, like arts and crafts or like clothes and stuff, just because she likes to keep it. Okay. Um, but yeah, in terms of my own personal items, obviously I, I didn't keep very many, just like a few things I, I didn't want to get rid of. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Sometimes it's, and I also have a memory box. It's so cute. It's a little lock box, a tiny box full of memories. I've mentioned this once in the podcast before, memories from over the past 15 years of my life, including my travels when I was modeling overseas, like a lot of cool experiences that I had. And from, you know, like a concert, memorable concert ticket to a friend had built a company and it's a little prototype from that company, just little keepsake items that I, I do want to remember and a few pictures. So things like that. And, um, yeah, so I have that little memory box and I go through it at the end of every year and I take out items that no longer serve me. So to really refine it and keep it down to that box size. Okay. So now the second article, which I found super, super, super helpful. And I think I'm excited to share this. So it's, uh, Leo Babauta's blog, zenhabits.com. So he's a major simple living thought leader. And in this post, it's titled Paring Down Your Life. In this post, Leo talks about paring down everything from our possessions to everyday commitments, to the time we spend online, to the number of things we do in a day and more. But obviously for today's discussion, focusing on our possessions only. In this piece, Lauren, he asks readers to take on a small exercise to uncover what the most essential things are in our lives. So for example, for me, I thought of, you know, a bed, a closet, a little wardrobe, a computer, a phone, couch, a bathroom, toilet paper, soap, shampoo and conditioner, fridge, simple food, a stove, pot, dishware, and a dining table. So that's what I thought about. Those are the simple, clean slate, blank items that I would need in a house. And then he asked readers, imagine a life stripped down to the bare essentials. From here, what would you add? So thinking about this clean template and you filled all the necessities that you need, what would you add? And I thought, okay, well, I'd add, you know, makeup, additional toiletries, sportswear, sports equipment, a TV, art on the walls, uh, decorations, candles, picture frames, maybe bottles of wine, 
all those extras we have in our house. I, and I think that this is a really good exercise because it challenges us to think about the things we think we need, but may not actually need, you know, they may not actually be needs. They may just be wants. So if we can just like clear our minds and go room to room and think about, wow, what are the extras that I have on top of the things that are just really essential? And don't you find that helpful, Lauren, when you think about it? I mean, obviously your place is, is that already, but when you go into your friend's places and you see everything they need and you see all the extra stuff, isn't it amazing? Because it, it just uncovers all the extras when you think that way. I feel like I don't even have the bare essentials. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I like don't have a couch. Um, you know what? To be completely honest, I think people are confused these days with how much they need and what they don't need. And they're like, oh, I want that. I need this. And then they just have so much and they don't know how to declutter it or get rid of it or maintain it. So they're just confused. But I mean, everyone's going to have different stuff that they need on top of the essentials. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. You know, there's, and it's also a lifestyle. I've, I've realized that many of my needs today uh, were simply wants in the past. You know, each, each year our lifestyle grows and changes. And yeah, I think a lot of us, a lot of people, they earn more money and then they spend more. And I really think it's so important to step back and evaluate and think, what do I actually need to be happy? It's so important to live within your means or below your means, as we like to talk about, uh, so that you can save for the future. And especially us as millennials, you know, we, we do need to save, save, save. So challenging to even buy a home these days. Although I know you invest in real estate because that's your, that's, that's the industry that you're in. So, but for me, like I do want to buy a place one day. So I'm trying to be very mindful about living within and below my means so that I can save for that. But I always think back, Lauren, to my time traveling overseas. And I lived in Hong Kong three times. And each time I was there, I lived with a carry-on. And I lived in a box apartment with, it would be two to three or 12 roommates. You know, the first time I was there, I lived with 12 girls. And second time, I lived with three girls. Third time, also three girls. And I think back and I, I lived on Lauren, I lived on less than $150 a week. Oh my God. Everything. And I did it. And I look back, I'm like, how did I do that? And it's because I was just living by what was most essential. I didn't have all these, like, this is like 2008, 2009. And I wasn't thinking about buying all these excess products. I was just using what was essential. And it's so crazy, like how much marketing works and can really push us to buy these items that we don't need and how we buy into the things that we think are needs. Like even like Lauren, we, you and I, we love our spray tans, <laughs> like, love our spray tans and like getting our nails done and just, you know, those little luxuries in life that we never really did before in university days, Lauren. We just I mean, maybe we used a cream. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I feel like I still do my hair and makeup every day and I wear spray tan and jewelry and perfume and dress up and I'm a minimalist. Yeah. So like, you can still do all that and not own that many products. I think a lot of times with, it's like, if you want to do all that, people have like hundreds of products that they think they need to test or like change up, but you, you can still do all of that with very few things. But I, marketing has definitely made us feel like wants or needs. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you don't want this? No, 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 you need this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's become a need. And so now, you know, we've talked about the needs and wants list and I'm, I'm starting to really be more intentional with my, my needs list and saying, hey, you know, this actually isn't a need. You know, this should be, this should move over to my want list. Like you don't really need it. Even just like products, Lauren, you like finish the product before you get the next one. You are right. I need to start making sure that I do that. Cause I think a lot of the time I'll be like, ah, well, you know, for example, like this eyeshadow is almost gone, but it's like this big thing of like 10 different eyeshadows. I'm like, ah, but some are still there, but I want a new one. And the other day I actually went into Sephora and I was going to get a new palette and I put it away and I left the store and I was thinking, that feels really good. (laughs) I was like, it felt good just to be in Sephora. I didn't even. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah because we've been in lock so long yeah. yeah we've been in lockdown for so long and stage one just opened so we're able to actually walk into stores i don't know it's been a couple of weeks now and it it felt really weird lauren actually when i walked in i felt like am i allowed in here is this okay <laughs> that's I, what crossed my mind i like want to go to a store but i'm like are we allowed to go there yet yeah ontario's had the longest lockdown in the world we're digressing from what we're talking about, but yeah. Uh, to close this conversation, uh, minimalism is not about deprivation. Something I want to remind our listeners: it's about intentionality. We're paring down the excess in our lives so that we can live by our goals and our values and not feel weighed down. It's not because minimalism minimalists have to own nothing or less. Like those are all misconceptions. It's about living with intention. Like you know, it's not depriving yourself. It's, it's being intentional and not weighing yourself down. I mean, we shared a quote on Instagram recently about how sometimes like the life that we really want to live is just, it's beneath all the items that we own that no longer serve us. So we need to be more mindful of that, you know, and, and some of the benefits include less time tidying and cleaning. Whenever I think of your place, Lauren, I'm like, she barely spends any time tidying or cleaning because there's nothing to tidy or clean. It's amazing. Uh And and for me, when I walk into my place, I, the first picture I see is a picture frame uh, with the word calm, you know, and I feel like I have more clarity, more focus, you know, I have time back and working home has been pleasant because there isn't stuff to distract me. And honestly, I feel more free. This, this, this feeling of freedom and, and, and you feel clean. It's just people who, who know what I mean, like, it's just, it's just so amazing. Like if you begin to pare down to the essentials, you'll start feeling this sense of freedom and this weight lifted. And uh, honestly, that is, that is so important. And it's, uh, yeah. And again, it's just an incredible feeling. And again, this, this lifestyle, you know, it requires maintenance, of course, you know, bring one item home, think about removing one item, you know, or two items be mindful because it, it will add up. So you need yeah, to be- I, even I still declutter every once in a while. And I, I tell people that and they're like, well, what'd you throw out your last spoon? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it definitely requires maintenance and you got to stay on top of that. And it's hard to like stay away from marketing. I try to as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm coming by your place later today. So, uh, I'm excited to check out your space and see what you've decluttered now. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's no kitchen table. I'm like, yeah. I didn't need it. Right. I was, um, I was getting rid of the apps off my phone. You know how you did that? You, cause if you swipe right, they all show up anyways. Yes, they do. 
and the girl, my, my work was like, what are you doing? She's like, why are you deleting the calculator on your phone? I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got to find your own extreme with this lifestyle or your own, like it's a spectrum, like where you fall on it and you're like comfortable with it and you enjoy. Yes. And I like that we have that balance. Like you are more of like the extreme. Yeah. I'm more of like, I'm still kind of learning and I'm getting there. So it's, it's a really great balance. So yeah. Anyways, I really enjoyed this discussion day, Lauren. That was so much fun. Yeah. Um, my mom, I was saying last, cause I'm trying to do 10,000 steps every day. And my mom was like, I don't know how I had a daughter who's organized and into fitness. She's like, you are not my child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to see your mom again. She is amazing. She is awesome. She is so much fun, uh, especially on Facebook. (laughs) She makes me laugh so hard. It's so entertaining. But uh, anyways, uh, thank you all for listening today. We hope that this episode really added value to you. And again, if it did, please rate and review us on iTunes. It means the world to us, really helps us get on more exciting guests onto the pod. And uh, yeah, it only takes a couple of minutes and we love reading your reviews. It's so much fun for us. And please stay tuned for our next episode. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys soon. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Lauren and I had so much fun recording this one-on-one episode, as you can tell from all the laughs we shared, and we hope you enjoyed our stories and found great value in our tips to help you pare down the possessions in your life. Our ultimate goal is to inspire you to reflect on your lifestyle needs so that you can identify the things in your life that no longer serve a purpose or bring value to you. As we expressed, there's so much joy in owning less. When I first started to pare down my possessions, I felt an immediate weight lifted off me. And I truly feel that living with less has given me the time back to focus on the things, people, and experiences that bring me the most value. And if you've already begun to pare down your possessions and you have tips or stories that you would like to share with us, please connect with us on our website at mastersimplicity.com or send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Minimalists. We always love hearing from you. And on our website, mastersimplicity.com, you can also learn more about our simplicity classes off the pod and our latest product called the Closet Kit, which can help you pare down the items in your wardrobe, save you money, and help you keep a simple closet for good. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would love it if you could write us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We get so excited when we read your words and your reviews really help us grow and bring on more exciting guests. And I should note that later this month, I will be interviewing one of our favorite guests on the pod for a second time, international best-selling author Greg McEwen, who wrote Essentialism and more recently Effortless. So please stay tuned for this episode. So thanks so much, everyone, and we will speak to you again in a couple of weeks. All right, bye-bye.